Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight, I believe, of the Godzilla Roundtable. And today, as always, I'm joined by... Ton here once more. Crash once here again. And today, we are very happy to be joined by my friend, Brian T. Alexander. Hey there. So, Brian, as always with guests, we have them start off by talking about how they got into Godzilla. So how did you get into Godzilla? What an incredibly long and involved answer this is going to be. Okay. <laughs> Make so, it as long or as, or as short as you want. So um, I, I'm, I'm sure, as everyone here was probably, I was a dinosaur kid growing up. Yes, same. And uh, Jurassic Park was always, you know, the the top tier movie. You got to watch that at least once a day. But, <laughs> you know, just sort of the fascination okay. with dinosaurs. Okay, Brian, not to cut you off real quick, it's really funny you say that, because me, Ton and Crash all met on, on a Jurassic Park fan site. <laughs> yeah. That, that's so a that is funny ver- coincidence. <laughs> it is. Anyways, I'm sorry, continue. No, 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 it's fine. So, um, for me personally, so, you know, just growing up, it's just like, okay, I want to watch anything with dinosaurs in it. And my parents, you know, they obviously knew that, so that, you know just extended to all right here's some godzilla movies i guess and i remember i had the uh the vhs double pack of Mm -hmm. godzilla 1985 and godzilla versus megalon which is the strangest double feature (laughs) you could imagine and then of course and then of course i had 98 on you know vhs as well and you know just Mm -hmm. from there as time wore on, it's just like, oh, okay, this this Godzilla movie is available. And I remember uh, growing up, since my family moved around a lot, we would do like this ritual every single time we were about to move to a new area where we would go to a blockbuster, rent a movie, and then just not return it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that's how I got a lot of my Godzilla VHS's DVDs growing up was just renting them out and then not returning them because I was in a Same different here. state. Not the state part, but I would also rent blockbuster DVDs and just not bring them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a pastime. And then obviously as time kind of wore on, it just sort of like, okay, I know what ones I don't own, and I just kind of bought them from there. And uh, you know, here we are today. Yeah. I annoy everyone around me constantly because uh <laughs> every single thing i can relate back to godzilla yeah i know that feeling and i'm sure ton knows because he's the one who has to deal with me the most <laughs> yeah especially especially on this watch god to but they're all lots they are <sighs> so so brian did you have anything else to add or is that or are you good um I mean, it's it, it, it's kind of hard to really add anything on top of that because, you know, like that's that's the bones of everything. There's so much yeah. more you could add, but then it's I just an hour-long discussion of me talking about how I cried during, you know, King of the Monsters, and no one wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Which also brings me to my other point about Brian, which is that Brian has his own... Um, uh, yeah, that Brian, I am blanking right now. Forgive me. I have. I'm going on five hours of sleep. Brian, you're good. You're good. Brian makes his own movies as well, so he's also an indie filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, recently, just wrapped filming on a uh, 
werewolf project and we're you know once it's done we're hoping to take it around and uh do film mm -hmm. festivals and even potentially get get funding for a feature and i would love to do a feature with the werewolf but i don't really care what i make it on i just want to be able to make a feature at this point That's awesome. i know that i feel like Congratulations. yeah i cannot wait to see this mm -hmm. and also because brian is a very busy man he also has begun his own godzilla series on youtube which i will yep. include in the description yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, the the movie we're going to be talking about today is going to be on that second video. So a lot of my thoughts are going to be um, reused here. <laughs> I know that feeling. Which like which is a great lead-in to, of course, the start of our discussion on Son of Godzilla. And wow, is this the first time we have not been unanimous on a movie, and I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> So I guess let's start with start with the rating, Brian, because you're because you're our guest. You want to go first? How would you rate Son of Godzilla? Ah, oh, geez, it's it's very hard to rate. I mean, I know. <laughs> there, I there are a lot of things. There, there are a lot of things I like about the film, obviously, but um, I guess if I just had to go with an overall rating, I would probably give it like a a seven out of ten. Mm -hmm. That's fair. All right, Ton, what would be your rating? Oh. I Actually, with Brian there, uh, 7 out of 10 would probably be my general rating for it. And I saved the best for last, because <laughs> like I'm so excited. Uh, Crash, what's your rating? I, I kind of felt like a 6 out of 10 for me, personally. It's not I bad. I knew it. I was <laughs> it's it. not bad, not <laughs> at all. But, like, it definitely mm -hmm. fell on the weaker end for me. And for me, to be the contrarian for once, I give this an 8 out of 10. I love this movie. <laughs> And I'm so excited to have a difference of opinions here. I mean that that's completely fair. There, 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 there are reasons why I wouldn't rank it higher, but there are mm -hmm. plenty of reasons why I would say to myself, ah, eh, maybe seven out of ten is just a bit low. All right, what are ratings out of the way? It's time to get into meat of the episode and discuss Son of Godzilla. So I guess I'll address the elephant in the room, or in this case, the donkey screaming baby Godzilla. <laughs> what did everyone think of Vinya? Brian, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, obviously, growing up and the early days of in interacting with, you know, people online, it, you know, there was that feeling of, oh, Minya is what's wrong with everything. Minya is the... Is the uh, is the root to all the problems but obviously now at this point you, you know minus the uh you know just the age and the and the budget that they had available um i i love minya minya's great oh boy time for minya wars because i know how crash feels about minya <laughs> so crash how did you feel about minya uh, i thought he was it was ugly. It was stupid. I thought he was a loser. <laughs> I'm going to take that personally. He, he was definitely fun to look at. And every time he was on screen, it was funny to just watch him fumble and like break his leg and always just, just be a loser. It was funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Ton, what do you think of Minya? Uh, so, I guess for me, um, to give a little backstory to my reaction to him, I have this is the first time I've seen Son of Godzilla. Um, I just hadn't gone around to watching it, so I 
mostly knew Minya by reputation. I said reputation mostly memes about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember doing Final Wars, but um, well, I'll say my Final Wars thoughts for the Final Wars episode, but I just but to make a long story short, I just didn't remember him that well. So finally seeing him in his movie, um, I guess I knew what to expect. But I ended up liking him more than I thought I would. Oh, interesting. Is there a reason why? Um, like, he's just, he's just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you know, he's kind of like the butt of all the jokes in the movie, but, like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, an annoying character. Yeah. He's a funny uh, f- mm-hmm. yeah. For me with Minya... I think Minya's a good idea with some good concepts, with some mixed execution. I like how he acts yeah. because I've told you before, Ton, mm-hmm. how like Minya to me kind of reminds me of like a baby lion, like how baby lions play with their dad's tails and like gnaw on them and like jump over them. So Minya doing that to me was interesting because it made him feel like an animal baby. And I do kind of like the moments where he does feel like an actual animal baby. But I have to be honest. Um, Minya's design, both visually and sound design-wise, are some of the most unappealing stuff in the franchise. <laughs> oh, God, they, it's horrific. Yeah, they don't really work. Um, Minya, to me, just does not look like a baby Godzilla. His face is too flat. He's just I, I, I was When we plump. first found him, before he got that kind of darker gray color, he kind of looked his face had more of a mm-hmm. monkey look to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think it's probably in the face. I think it's a problem. I know you, you want to make a baby look cute, obviously, but I think mm-hmm. they could have done a little more to give him more of a Godzilla look in the face, I think. He looks a little mm-hmm. derpy. And I feel like and I feel like you can make a baby dinosaur look cute, like just to bring up for example, um the Lost World Jurassic Park has a baby T Rex as one of the main parts of it. And Junior in that is adorable. He's so cute. So you can make reptilian animals look cute. But I feel like with Minya, um, they kind of default to a mammalian look. And it's a bit weird. But go on, Tom, because I think you want to say something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, proportionally, just kind of in his design, they kind of give Minya this almost like human kid baby yeah yeah and it's kind of just looks kind of odd on a reptilian creature it's hard looking at minya and then imagining minya as an adult looking like godzilla Mm -hmm. because all you can really imagine is just minya but big (laughs) and that haunts my worst dreams (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's terrible and then sound design wise, um, I don't know why they gave him a fucking donkey screech. That's what I'm saying. He sounded like a donkey. It was the most... I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's literally a donkey screech. And it's so grating and annoying. And I don't know why they made that decision instead of giving him a, just a higher pitched version of Godzilla's roar. But it's very peculiar to me. Also, Godzilla's kind of a deadbeat dead. TBH. <laughs> he lets there, get... there's, def- there's definitely a bit of hard love in there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh my god, though. That reminds me of one of my favorite little jokes in the movie. It's so fucking dark. But when they see Godzilla um like being really strict with Minya, trying trying to teach him how to breathe atomic fire, and Goro's just like, 
just like Japanese parents, I was fucking dying. <laughs> like, that was so darkly comedic to me. <laughs> My father threatened to beat me, too. <laughs> <laughs> they struck a common ground with kind of the giant monster. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess, though, to lead into Godzilla, um, this Godzilla design is probably one of the most divisive Godzilla designs. Yeah. I was not a big fan of it. Um, I think his head's a little too, like, vertical, per se. It's, like, really long, not yeah. well enough. And his eyes are kind of, like, droopy-looking. Mm-hmm. He just looks off. I, there, there are certain angles where mm-hmm. I think what they were going for works, but 99% of the time, it's just, ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Ton, do you want to give your thoughts on the Godzilla design before I get, get into mine? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Um, definitely not my favorite out of the show movies. Like, um, I think we made this comparison. It's almost kind of like the Rage Again suit with the giant eye yeah. and the weird-looking head. It's definitely yeah. not my f- favorite look for old Goji. Old Goji. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, with the Son of Design, because, okay... To give some background, um, it was designed to make him look more friendly and more like a dad, because this movie was meant more for kids than, than the other ones. But I think it kind of just looks weird, because he has this weirdly human face that doesn't really fit. And I'm also wondering, a part of it too, is that this is the first time where Haru Nakajima is not the main suit actor for Godzilla. He only yeah. does Godzilla in water scenes. Um, he's played by two. He's played by two professional wrestlers instead in this one. Which let me pull up their names. Yeah, I think that also kind of. No, but, oh, sorry. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No, 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 no you're fine. Um, I was just gonna say you can even feel like even the performance feels just ever so slightly off. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But you were saying. I, say, I think that also kind of reflects on how Godzilla is just different. Tonally wise, in this one, obviously, he's being a dad in this one. So he's a lot more mm-hmm. friendly, a lot more like the way he walks yeah. around. It's much more casual. I mean, there's even a part where he's like, All right, I'm going to sleep. And he just lays down on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just There he is. He's going to bed. Like, he's like laying on his side and everything. Like, that's, and we haven't yeah. really seen that. We've seen him sleep, but usually in like mm-hmm. that ancient, like curled up position. But he's just like, Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's usually under yeah, the water. It's like, it's like his mannerisms in this it, one and the above. way he moves around. It's a lot different than what we've seen before. Yeah. That, okay. That kinda... Oh, real quick. Sorry, Brian. No, um, the, two, the two professional wrestlers who played him in this were, were Hiroshi Sakita and Seiji Onaka. And that's because this Godzilla suit was much taller than the other ones to account for Minya. So they had to have a much taller person playing. Anyways, I'm sorry, Brian, go on. No, no, no. Um, it was brought up about how um, Godzilla's behavior is different in this movie because of the fatherhood. And mm-hmm. that, that, that kind of works as a nice segue for um, what I've been re-watching all these um, movies recently for. So the YouTube mm-hmm. series that I'm working on, it's specifically... It's specifically... Sorry, um, I... Crap. Uh, so... Sorry, my partner's in here with me, and they're just giggling at me. <laughs> no, you're good. So, um, go, going off crash. what I was saying, uh, going off what I was saying, um, so in mm-hmm. in the videos I've been producing, what I've been looking for as I rewatch them is sort of like, okay, what 
what can Godzilla stand for? Not necessarily mm-hmm. like the overall themes of the movies themselves. Yeah. But the specific specifically role of Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear you. And mm-hmm. just going off of that, in this movie, Godzilla essentially, in in my opinion at least, plays the mm-hmm. exact same role as he did in the original. Mm-hmm. Except in the original, it's much more of a you need to be punished kind of thing. Whereas now, yeah. with the inclusion of Minya, it's now a much more apparently, you know, sort of fatherly figure being like, you know better than this. Yeah. And like that, that just is so interesting to me how it is mm-hmm. in the end essentially the same role because Godzilla doesn't show up in the movie, not really, until. Mm-hmm. After you know the exper- the weather experiment happens, yeah, actually he shows wrong. up in like the first thirty seconds of the movie. I, I, mean, I know I'm I just mean, messing with you. Yeah. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> that, that crash out here, like I feel, actually. I feel like, I feel like that scene is included just so you remember. Hey, this is a Godzilla movie. Don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was, it was kind of silly to me. Honestly, he didn't walk into the wrong theater. <laughs> well, well, I will actually defend that scene. Because it's meant to set up that there's something on the island that Godzilla wants, and obviously that turns out to be the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, story structure-wise, Godzilla Mm -hmm. really isn't relevant in the story until after the weather experiment goes Mm -hmm. wrong. And, you know, Godzilla arrives after, Mm -hmm. you know, humanity messes up some stuff, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, everything happens. It, it it kind of follows just the same setup, but just yeah. the way just the way Godzilla's handled in it, even though it's the exact same role, Godzilla is coming in to, you know, sort of remind humanity of what they're doing is bad, but mm-hmm. it, it just takes on a completely different context with Minya mm-hmm. in the picture. And mm-hmm. I think this movie in particular is one of the most important films into establishing Godzilla as a heroic figure. Oh, definitely. Any of the other films. Because, because this is re- really, I feel like, not to cut you off, Ryan. Yeah, no. Um, like, if you go back to Ibra, which we just did last week, um, as Crash and Ton remember, they're like, should we wake up Godzilla? Like, isn't that dangerous? And then in this, he's kind of more... I guess because he does destroy their base. Yeah. But it's but it's a bit more like like the way like an elephant destroying your camp would be. Like, yeah. Oh exactly. fuck, we've got Godzilla. It's like it's like if you see an elephant, it's not like some big oh no, the world's could end. It's like a we got a big animal on our hands and here it is. <laughs> I'd even argue even in Ebera, Godzilla in the grand scheme of the story is a completely neutral party because Godzilla isn't. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. So, and you know, in all the previous films, Godzilla was either a villain turned hero or, uh, you know, just being controlled by aliens or some other shenanigans. I feel like this is the first film where Godzilla is definitively the hero. I'd agree. And, and it's also the first film where I feel like the filmmakers figured out how to make that work. Because even though Invasion of Astro Monster is probably my favorite film, it's clear that no one really knew how to make Godzilla work as a hero yet. Yeah, because in Astro Monster, um, 
Godzilla is very much the secondary part of that story. It's really this really yeah. human story that's the main focus of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what 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 you were saying though, Brian, that kind of brings me to two concepts and ideas. And I guess the first one I want to discuss is the idea of a baby Godzilla and Godzilla having an offspring as a concept. Which for me personally, I really like that concept, and I really like how it's used in the future, per se. I'm I'll be light on it because I don't want to spoil Crash too much, but I do like the concept and I do like the idea, and I do hope it actually comes back soon. Because it's kind of been a while since it's been used now. Uh, hashtag I, Minya for Godzilla vs. Kong 2020. <laughs> He's not the teaser at the end. <laughs> yeah. And it's and I just really like because I feel like it does humanize Godzilla and it gives him a new angle where you can sympathize with him as a parental figure. And I think that's interesting. Um, Ton, Crash, do you guys have anything to say about I was going to say, like, concept? the idea of, like, monster as a child is one we've seen a lot especially in like horror media and that was my first thought coming into mm-hmm. this because you know like son of kong son of dracula son yeah. of frankenstein they do it all the time maybe kind of yeah. like running out of ideas not to say the same for Godzilla, but that was my first thought into this mm-hmm. and i can't say i was exactly like subverted from that when i watched it <laughs> but yeah like it's mm-hmm. interesting though i think the idea of godzilla having like a child could really work if done well i think because it's just fun to see like their legacy you know yeah unfortunately crash the only two times you've seen this have been g98 yeah. and now this which you want you <laughs> yeah so so it hasn't been going well for you so far with, with Godzilla children yeah sadly. but yeah anyways ton i know you had a lot of stuff i mean you talked about this um on friday actually oh yeah but go ahead um so I really like the idea of Godzilla having a offspring or son. Uh, I think. Oh, oh my god! I think what <laughs> makes it work for me is kaiju. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a core idea of kaiju as animals. I really love. Mm-hmm. I, I I really love animals. I was an Animal Planet kid, so the idea of like mm-hmm. you know seeing kaiju kind of. Like, the whole kind of point is that there are these creatures out of their element. There's kind of this, like, a mental image you get, depending on the war of, like, an ancient world where that was full of kaiju, but that world mm-hmm. is gone now, like the dinosaurs, per se. But you, you get kind of like, well, for me at least, I get kind of, like, interested by these creatures, like, how they fit into the environment, how they live. Mm-hmm. So the idea of Godzilla having you know, a, a little Godzilla to take care of. It's like, you can explore a lot of sides of Godzilla. How does a Godzilla caretake? How does it bond? Does it bond with its young? Does it defend it from other predators? And we see all that in some of Godzilla, which is really like. I want to give a shout out real quick to someone who I think Brian knows. Um, call me Joe Ton <laughs> on Twitter loves what you're saying and does a lot of articles about the science of Godzilla. I, I'll, I'll have to link you up to some of those because he does really a really good job of analyzing that, especially with the Heisei, the Heisei series. Um, but yeah, Brian, do you have any ideas on just the concept alone of Godzilla having an offspring? 
I mean, the concept in and of itself is not a bad one. I mean, it, it also depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell. I mean, if you're trying to do, you know, 1954 and there's Minya standing amongst the ruins of Tokyo, it's going to feel a little bit weird. Uh, oh, another man. dream that haunts my nightmares. I want this now. I want this edit. <laughs> the Minya edit of Gojira. Just the mother cowering with her children. Don't worry, we'll see your father soon. And there's a distant donkey in the distance. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I will bring up something though. Some something though, Brian. And I'm gonna keep it brief because this is not the Shin Godzilla episode. But Shin Godzilla has the baby Godzilla concept, but applies it in a really horrifying way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it could you not use horrifying. the concept in the scary way? Like I mean, G9A tried but fucking failed because it just used. I mean, their they're baby just Godzilla. Yeah, they're just raptors <laughs> in that movie. But yeah, um, and I guess that leads me. I have two concepts here. I'm trying to think of which one I want to tackle first. You know what? I think I'll go with this one first, though. Um, and I think something though with Son of Godzilla in general. I feel like, and I kind of said this to Crash and Ton before. Um, I feel like it kind of has an issue. With tone? Yes, I was going to say, that's probably my main issue with this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Can I say it? Cause... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you I should say it. Yeah, I think, like, it's because these movies trying to do two different things, I feel. We didn't even talk about it, but yeah, there's a whole human yeah. plot. With them messing around with the Yeah, we haven't, gone, we haven't gone to yeah, it well, yet. I guess should we establish that first? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, the humans, yeah. they're there. They're doing, like, a weather experiment, trying to find a way to control the weather, I think, to try and make regions more yeah, habitable. They are because of overpopulation. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. but yeah, that plot feels yeah. a lot more serious and a lot more down to earth. But then it'll cut mm-hmm. to like Minya chipping on his toenail and like breaking his arm. <laughs> and <laughs> it's funny, but it's I funny. felt there was like a tonal clash there, which is what the movie was trying to do mm-hmm. with the more serious human stuff and a lot more comical Minya stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it, yeah. if they I, I feel like if they, if they kept <clears throat> the similar tone from both of them, kind of like Ibira, Ibira I felt, it could have yeah. been a lot yeah. better, I felt. But yeah, go on, Brian. I, I feel like... Oh, sorry. Um, with, with those sort of two weird tonal, you know, like, ends, mm-hmm. I do feel like the movie is able to find that middle ground with Kamunga. Because... Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Brian. Mind if I ask you to hold yourself, though, on the on the giant insects? And, yeah. And spider, because I had that set up as another topic. <laughs> okay. Cool. So just so so just on tone alone, do you have any thoughts on the tonal stuff? Uh, I mean, yeah, there 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 is absolutely um, you know a discrepancy between the two halves of the story. Um, mm-hmm. Without getting into it, I think uh, the finale is where they manage to merge and become a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, cohesive. No, I agree. They definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Ton, do you have any thoughts on, on the tone um... before I say mine? Yeah, I'm probably with I'm with Crash on that. But, um, there are definitely some issues I have with the tone, as just um, I felt like the human plot and the kaiju plot didn't really intersect. Mm-hmm. Mainly with Godzilla and Minya. We'll go mm-hmm. on that and get to the insects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would also say the the pacing could have been a bit you know there could have been yeah that i that i did no notice this time it's a very lax pacing which i think is interesting but i could see it 
um for me i'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent here so, so this will get long so get ready um i definitely do agree there is a big tonal issue with son of godzilla where the human stuff feels very honda style to me like it's about a group mm. of scientists they're trying to find ways to make regions of the earth hospitable where you can grow food and live there to try to curb overpopulation and the theme of that section to me is very much um how responsible do we have to be with science which is something honda is very interested in especially if you watch his other science fiction horror films that's something honda is very um worried about in his films and that's a big part of his films not so much with fakuda's stuff but i think fakuda and the and of course sekizawa who wrote the who was one of the co-writers of this film did a really good job when i really enjoyed the humans i think the characters are really good i think they're all likable and i feel like the human stuff is really well done but then you jump to the monsters mainly with godzilla and minya and it just feels like a different movie to a degree where we're getting a very wacky ebra or later on gigan kind of movie which contrasts heavily with the very serious message of how much is too much with science even if you're trying to do something good and i think to get into a bit with, with the fandom um, Brian, I'm sure as you know, Son of Godzilla now has enjoyed a lot of new love oh, yeah. in defense. And with a lot of people being like, oh, you only here for the monster design, blah, blah, blah. And I think in a way, we get so insulated as a fandom that those tonal shifts kind of get um, forgotten, I guess. Like, where it's the like, rug, yeah. Yeah, where we're so used to them now, we're like, oh, yeah, the monster stuff can have a different tone than human stuff. But then you have um like Crash who's new to the franchise and is like, what the fuck is going on? Why is there two totally different tones? And I think that sometimes we need to come out of, of the fandom space and the Godzilla love and look at it as, as a film. And I'm not saying you can't love the film because I still love it. I think it's a great movie. I gave the highest rating here. But I think you also have to acknowledge that there is something off with it tonally and I don't think that having fatherhood and the danger of science seems necessarily work the best. I think the ending scene, like you said, Brian, does work very well. And I think that ending scene is still really beautiful in, the, in with the finishing image of Godzilla and Minya hugging each other as the snow falls around them and them being basically going into hibernation. But I think everything else, even the stuff with Kamakris and Kamunga, feels a lot more serious to me than the stuff yeah. with Godzilla and Minya. And uh, that, that, that's kind of what I was um, saying earlier. Like, the, the stuff with just Godzilla and Minya alone does feel like a complete tonal just whiplash. But I think once the intersection of Godzilla and Minya's story and the human story, mm -hmm. which involves the giant insects, once those kind of start meeting, I think the tonal, you know, um, mm -hmm. issues kind of begin to resolve themselves specifically with Kamunga because they, yeah. they, they kind of have some fun with Kamakuras. Yeah. Which brings me to my next point. What did you guys think of the two new monsters to the franchise, which are Kamakuras and Kamunga, which both also came from prior Universal Horror films, which is ironic because there's a lot of inspiration from Universal Horror films in this movie as a whole, like with the Son of Godzilla concept being taken from stuff like Daughter of Dracula and Son of Frankenstein. And Son of Kong, 
And then you also have the giant insects, which are obviously inspired by stuff like the deadly mantis and tarantula from Universal. I thought they were crash. Pretty would you like cool. to go first? I got a thing for bugs, mm-hmm. but just bigger. Maybe they could have been a little more inspired, but I thought they were cool, especially the kumkus mm-hmm. things they said. I don't know that yes. kumkus, yeah, you know, giant mantises. You see them like kind of like yeah. a little taller than human height at first, but then once the it's really yeah. fucking hot. They become giant, and then yeah, yeah they're really cool. And they start bullying the mini mm-hmm. egg immediately, right from birth. Can't get a break. <laughs> and then yep. Kamanga is just cool. It's a giant spider. Spiders yeah. are already freaky looking things, so just seeing them mm-hmm. so big is always cool. And he was quite a threat too, mm-hmm. with the silk and stuff, just wrapping it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mantra style. Yeah. Ton, do you have any thoughts on Kamakas and Kamanga? Yeah. Um. So. I've this is not my first time seeing them. I've seen them in um well is Cameron first and final one? Yes he was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where I would have saw them for the first time. So finally seeing them in their intro movie. I was really impressed with the effects of them. Especially Same. The, the puppetry oh, yeah. for all of his legs moving and walking was so lifelike almost <laughs> I was like you would think it was like a real giant spider if it wasn't mm-hmm. for, you know, Obvious plastic and that stuff. was something I was gonna ask. Mm-hmm. I was like, did they use like they just record a spider like just walking? But like, no, it's like no, really good. Puppetry. It's a puppet. Yeah, yeah. The puppetry in this movie, I want to say, is fantastic. Um, this is once again not done by Ad Subaraya. It's done by his protege, who also did did Ibra. I cannot remember his name again. I hate that I can't. But he does a fantastic job in this. And there's another shot which I also want to bring up that's really good. Do you guys remember? when Godzilla first comes to shore. Mm-hmm. Yes. That shot is amazing. How will they intercut it? And I think it's one of the most convincing Godzilla shots in the Showa era to me. But yeah, going back to Kamakas and Kamunga, did you have anything more to say, Tom? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I had some, oh yeah, now I remember. So, you know, if you're familiar with Japanese media at all, you know Japan loves bugs especially yes. giant bugs so they're not exactly a rare thing in japanese mm-hmm. media and sometimes like they get kind of boring it's like oh well another big bug thing eating someone i haven't seen that before but with um, <laughs> kamakuras and kamunga i really love their design like you know kamakuras kind of has this almost like crab like red coloring to them mm-hmm. and you have like the kind of unique element of having multiple Kamakuras running around, yep. which I think is a first. Honestly, yeah, it is the first for Godzilla. Yeah, and then Kumanga just has this amazing presence with mm-hmm. the with the scary violin music. Yeah, as he um, it almost has like a adult fear element because like even though I do think. Minya's a little too much like a human child. The scene where, like, mm-hmm. you see Kumunga attacking Minya almost feels like kind of like those horror scenes in, like, um, like aliens mm-hmm. or whatever, where you have, like, the kid character being attacked by the monster and it just gets your heart yep. pumping. So I really like how they work that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Brian, do you have anything to say on Kamakura's and Kumunga? Um, I mean, it would mostly just be uh, more of what everyone else is saying. Uh, You know, there's this idea of great concept 
poor execution. Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of the reverse of that, where it's kind of a, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a tired concept, just big bugs, but the mm-hmm. execution on, you know, both of them are, you know, stellar. It really is. Oh, yeah. They're cool. And honestly, I have to say, I'll admit, giant bugs are my second favorite kind of monster behind giant dinosaurs and reptiles. <laughs> so I am living for Kamakris and Kamunga because I think they're just really fun. And it's a little bit I want to bring up, though, is I love to see, to go tie back in something you were saying, Ton, of a kaiju ecosystem. When Kumunga kills Kamakris and starts eating it, that's really cool to me because it's just cool to see kaiju eating kaiju because it is like that ecosystem in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Of, of kaiju predation and i just really dig it it's just really fun it's really cool that's all i can say connectors and kumunga are cool and they need to show up more because they've only shown up um kumunga twice after this and kamakris once after this which is a shame yeah, it was um just oh mm-hmm. sorry um just Go going ahead. off of the uh whole giant bug thing um it kind of it kind of brings me to just one point that I just want to throw out there and mention. Uh, I'm a big fan of you know like old Robinson Crusoe, you know like Mysterious Island, Jules Verne kind of books, mm-hmm. and this movie just really has that strong vibe of it does. you're on an island and things are big here. <laughs> it does. I feel like Ibra had that same vibe too. We brought that up in the last episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, wasn't Ibra yeah. originally titled like Robinson Crusoe? Yeah, it was. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in a Japanese title, which I cannot remember, but I do remember that it was titled like that. Um, which I guess to lead into the other side of this thing, because we talk about the monsters a lot. What did you guys think of the human cast and the human story? I'll start with you, Tom. Um, so the human cast. Um, I what. Godzilla movies always have like really good and talented actors, and I really enjoyed um everyone's characters and how it worked in the story. Like I really liked the journalist main character and the UN scientist. Um, plot wise, overall, um, I liked it a lot. You know, like Brian said, it has that very kind of Jules Verne scientist on a lost island. Lost World mm-hmm. kind of feel. Um, I guess, well, I guess any issues I had with them was more just kind of the, that tonal difference, where it's kind yeah. of like you have. I guess, I, I guess I'll just go go into it like um, mm-hmm. you know, you have like the really serious scene where like they do the test, you see the balloon malfunction, you see the mm-hmm. giant storm like devastate and absolutely just wreck this mm-hmm. island. But then it just cuts to to them like, you know, they all took their shirts off and they're in their underwear. And it's just like, oh man, that was hot. <laughs> so but You bet it is. <laughs> but yeah, um Overall, I like them. All right, Crash. Let me let you dig into them. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, um, I did like the human cast a lot. I think everything with the scientists Mm -hmm. was really cool, especially how um, you learn about the lead scientist and him eventually kind of like swallowing his pride and being like, yeah, this experiment is not worth continuing like after everything we've lost. You know, first he's like, we're not, yeah, that storm was off, but we're going to keep going anyways. And seeing him Mm -hmm. like realize, 
that's not as important anymore. I like that stuff. And Goro as the yeah. main character, he just kind of shows up. But uh, he's yeah. I love his intro. His intro is <laughs> so is. funny. Just fucking lands like, "Hi, I'm yeah, here." Yeah, no, just out of nowhere. <laughs> he's cool. He finds native girl, <laughs> not native. No, she's from Japanese Japan, J- J- and her Japan. parents came here and died. Because, and or her dad came yeah. here. her. Yeah, both their parents died. came here, and they were imperial. And they were imperial holdouts, which I think is the first time that's been mentioned in a Godzilla movie. And I think it's the only time it's even been a plot point in one, which is interesting. Yeah, I thought she was maybe a little boring, but <clears throat> it's cool. she helped out at the end. Find the secret escape tunnels. Mm-hmm. I think I think my my the scientist stuff was my favorite part of the human side of the story. Mm-hmm. But it was enjoyable all around. I thought. Brian, do you have anything to say on, on the human plot? Um, I will say uh, I'm I. When I when I gave the movie a seven out of ten, the uh, the three was mainly going to it, it's a great cast and I really like them all, but I honestly, you know, there are times where it's just kind of like I find it not necessarily very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because uh, you know, you, you, it feels like a lot of stock characters in a in a very safe. Mm-hmm. For for Godzilla, that is, it's a very safe kind of story. You know, you have your scientist, you have mm-hmm. your reporter character, mm-hmm. and you know it 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 fits all the conventions you would kind of expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, go, go ahead, then. Oh, I was just agreeing. Oh, okay. For me, I, I really like the human cast. And I will say, I agree, Brian. It is very generic, but I think the way it does it is very interesting, very fun. Like, I like the the mutiny attempt by the one character who was like, we have to get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of this. Enough. I, I will he... say... Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I do want to mention the, the mutiny sort of subplot and mm-hmm. character. That was probably my favorite you know, sort of interactions in the film because Same. I would absolutely be that guy. Like, <laughs> no, what are we doing here? <laughs> They're bugs. I, They're big. I, I really, I really loved it because it does, it does add some drama and some really unique interpersonal stakes there. And I do like the scenes. Like, yeah, the scenes have been explored. But I feel like this is the first Godzilla movie to really fully tackle what should you and should you not be doing with science. And even if you have good intentions. How much is too much, and when is it time to let go? And yeah. I feel like, in, in a way, the main sign reminds me of Sarazawa, where he realizes he, what he has to do for the greater good, even if it means letting go of something he really <clears throat> is very fond of and very attached to. And then I think that's interesting. And I think it does the weather plot in a really interesting way. I really, I really like the effects for the weather going haywire. I think that's really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Miniature work was definitely really good in this. It really is. It's fantastic. And I guess to go back to what I was saying with Imperial Japan, I think it's kind of interesting to see something so critical of it by basically linking, um, oh shoot, what's her name? Oh, uh, Psycho. Oh yeah, Psycho's father to Imperial Holdouts and linking that so the main scientist being too stubborn to give up. I think that's a really interesting little bit of somatic note there of saying, yeah, Imperial Japan was way too stubborn and was doing bad stuff and really should have let go. 
And in the end, his poor daughter is left alone on this island with a giant spider and man-sized praying mantises. All because he wouldn't swallow his pride and give up and, and, and acknowledge that Imperial Japan was defeated. And I think that's an interesting little note to sink on. It's definitely not super fleshed out, but I do think it's really interesting how they do it. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll kind of follow you up on that. Is like, you see in you know, quite a few Japanese stories, there's a there's almost always, well, not almost always, but sometimes there will be kind of like a Captain Ahab character mm-hmm. who will well, yeah, like the anime Godzilla has that character who's like obsessed with goal and will do everything they can possibly can to try and achieve that. It's kind of interesting seeing how in various pieces of Japanese media how that character is either, you know, the hero and he's praised for being so stubborn or he's it's like, this guy's an idiot. Ooh, he's getting everyone hurt. <laughs> I do wonder how much that kind of ties into um, the Second World War, just general Japanese culture. I definitely think it's a big part of it because I think Japan, and I'm not Japanese, like I only speak from what I've seen from what I've heard. I feel like Japan has this weird mix of admiring it, but also realizing that it can be harmful mm-hmm. and end in bad stuff. And I think this is interesting because I, I don't think you're meant to consider the main scientist in this movie a bad person. I think you're meant to admire his goals, but acknowledge that his actions and dedication is flawed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something that, that kind of surprised me with the movie because like, I was kind of expecting after the experiment went wrong that we get kind of the usual you know, this thing's immoral we shouldn't have built this, we played God but that ended up not happening because then in the mm-hmm. end it actually ends up helping save them when they yep. freeze the island and escape which I found, at first it kind of like, I was like, wait, what? what's happening? But then I was like oh, that's kind of interesting in a unique take mm-hmm. on this kind of plot yep and I guess um, there's also something interesting to compare the water testing to nuclear testing to, and I don't think that's an accidental either on how it feels a little bit analogous to testing nuclear weapons on random Pacific islands, which has yeah. definitely been, well, a big part of the franchise from day one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Crash, do you have anything you want to say flaws-wise? Flaws? With this? Yeah, or, or did you say I feel all like your I flaws it. with it? I feel like, well, I don't want to be too negative. Though. Maybe I'll talk about the stuff I did like more. Because I think okay, sure. I said what I already did was the big fan of. But um, like I said, yeah. <laughs> even though Ming is kind of a dope, it was really funny seeing him be a dope the whole time. Every time. <laughs> it was cute seeing him bond with Godzilla, trying to learn how to do his mm-hmm. class. And I, at, at first I asked you this, I was like, is he... Really, Godzilla's son? You told me no. He's like his adoptive son. No, he's adopted. But yeah. it's cute. Godzilla's like, yeah, I'll take this. Ki- I'll take the care of this kid if I won't put in the most effort. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Like I said, everything with the monsters too, especially seeing them fight while the humans trying to run away mm. was always cool. Yeah. But 
There's some great effects work on that. I do want to mention because you reminded me, um, when Godzilla fries to come back, and you see the leg fly <laughs> oh, up yeah, and land, that was really and land next to the human character running away, and you see like the leg just like land in front of him, <laughs> flaming. It's such a great scene. <laughs> it's really funny. But I can't. This movie is really brutal too, actually. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Almost... I, I do. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say I do like how at one point they just kind of took the, one of the Kamakers, you know, mm-hmm. puppets off the strings and just let the guy in the Godzilla suit just <laughs> throw it around for a bit. That's very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's super fun. Oh, but you're saying, Ton? Oh yeah. I, I was just kind of thinking, he's like, there's very much kind of like almost like a nature documentary feeling in some of the scenes. Like, um, mm-hmm. you mentioned it earlier, but when, like, the egg hatches and Minya pops out, and then the first thing he experiences in the world is a bunch of camera curves <laughs> beating the crap yeah. out of him. <laughs> it's like, it looks kind of funny in the suits, but I see they're kind of going for, like, those brutal scenes and nature documentaries where baby animals get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just interesting to see them try and capture that feeling in the Godzilla movie. <laughs> I do enjoy just how much of a beating Minya takes before too. You know, oh, he Godzilla does. shows up. Like, good lord. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and even when he does show up, the fucking rock just smacking him in the head. <laughs> Maybe that's why his face looks so flat. Probably. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, she made, and they did break him out of the egg pretty early. Mm. <laughs> and and I do want to mention something though. This is also my June Fukuda second Godzilla film that we talked a lot about Fukuda last time. So I'll save, so I'll save any more Fukuda talk for the seventies stuff because I feel like this is more him still trying to find his way per se mm-hmm. with the franchise and trying to figure out his style. And I think he fully nails it in the seventies stuff, which we are getting to very soon. Um. Okay, I think I'm going to have us do our closing thoughts now. Brian, as our guest, do you want to go first on your closing thoughts on Son of Godzilla? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, like I said before, I do think this film is probably, like, the biggest drive forward into making Godzilla a heroic character. But not only that, making Godzilla a heroic character makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of difficult to root for something that's essentially a stand-in for you know an atomic bomb and so how they work around it here i think is ingenious but it 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 also i in my personal opinion really made sure that godzilla had a lasting staying power and so even if even if everything in this film doesn't necessarily work for me i do think this is a really important cornerstone and it's a lot better than what a lot of people would say, even if, you know, the current uh, feelings on the movie are way more positive. You know, the people who would detract from it, I still think it's way better than they would give it credit for. That's fair. All right, Ton, do you want to give your closing thoughts? Sure thing. Um, so, Son of Godzilla, um, it's not my favorite show movie, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Because there's a lot to enjoy and take out of this movie. Um, so I'd probably recommend it to people if you're a more hardcore Godzilla fan. But if you, you're a more casual mm-hmm. fan and you just want to watch something that's kind of like fun, that'll make you laugh. I, I, I think there's 
there's something for everyone to get out of this movie. Even mm-hmm. if it's not my, like, top tier <laughs> guys that will be. Mm-hmm. Alright, Crash. I'm saving I'm saving you, Mr. Negative Nancy, for last. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. you you've been good. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, so I was going to yeah. say, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's probably, I guess, one of uh, the ones we've seen I've seen so far. Probably one of my least favorite mm-hmm. ones, but not the worst one I've seen. The worst one is probably Raids yeah. Again, because despite my issues <laughs> with Son of Godzilla, I think all the main mm-hmm. movies really mix up for it. It just makes, it's really <laughs> funny to watch, and it's, like, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of fun to get out of this one, like, even if you're not a big mm-hmm. fan of all that stuff, like, you'll Everything with Mini mm-hmm. Godzilla is entertaining and enjoyable to watch. I think the human stuff is engaging enough as well. So I'd still recommend mm-hmm. watching it. It's not a bad movie, not at all. I, mm-hmm. I still like yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which reminds me, we, me and Crash finally nailed down his ranking, if you want to say, his ranking, <laughs> oh, yeah. ranking so far. Because we're about to finish up this first era of Godzilla, <laughs> if you want to say your ranking. Oh, yeah, let me find it. Put it down here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you pretty much did it for me because like you figured out my favorite. So I'd say right now, yeah. How many movies is seven so far? Y- yeah, seven or eight yeah. is what so we're up to now. From my favorite to least favorite, probably go Astro Monster, Ghidorah, Mothra versus Gojira, King Kong versus Ibira, Son of Godzilla, Raids again. That's my mm-hmm. list so far. <laughs> we'll see how that changes when we see the next. 30 or so films in the future. <laughs> yes, we still have 20-something yeah. films left, which is incredible. Oh, God. Um, for me, um, Son of Godzilla, for me, is greater as a whole than some of its parts, if that makes sense. I do think there's issues with it. Like, I do agree the tone's a bit off. Um, the hu- the this plot isn't the most unique, and the monsters as concept are the most unique. But something about it just works for me. I really enjoy the human play. I think it's really fun. I really love the monster stuff. And for me, it might just be because I've been a Godzilla fan for so long. But the tonal stuff, I just kind of roll with it. I admit, yeah. it doesn't pull yeah. me out of it so much for me. For a newer fan, I totally get it. But for me, I just kind of roll with it. I'm just used to it. Like, okay, yeah, the human stuff's super serious. Godzilla stuff's a little bit goofy. But I still love it anyways. And for me, it's just a really enjoyable film. And I'd actually say, um, this is my favorite June Fukuda film of the franchise. Actually, I okay, think this I'm, is his best work. I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that because I would also agree. I just think that he gets to say something with this film. Yeah, which is really nice because I feel like, with the exception of Gaigan, kind of Megalon, ironically, he doesn't really get to do much commentaries in his Godzilla films, which I'm sure frustrated him as we discussed last time yeah so yeah son of godzilla i think is pretty great i would say if you're a newer fan i wouldn't say to start with this unless you're going in order i'd save it more for when you're more used to everything but you will get a lot of fun out of it it's not like a boring film like in my opinion rage again is it's very enjoyable it's very it's not fast paced but it's paced well enough that you're not looking at at your watch and the effects work is fantastic and i recommend it for that alone yeah yeah i would too all right, so oh, sorry. Go ahead first, Brian. Oh, I, I was just gonna say uh, before we wrap up, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make a quick note how you mentioned the weather experiments being, um, you know, an analog for nuclear testing, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking how at the very end, it's interesting how mankind essentially detonates a weapon of mass destruction to help Godzilla, and uh, that might mm-hmm. come up later, 
please let me defend King of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but ISIS also on Twitter that that the nuclear testing stuff is not as simple as a lot of people like to make it out to be. And King of the Monsters is not some outlier that ruined the franchise. But let nope. me save that for King of the Monsters because I could be here for 50 minutes alone <laughs> talking about why King of the Monsters is amazing. Um, Anyways, Brian. Whenever, whenever I get around to making my video for King of the Monsters, once I get to that point, that's going to be like a three-hour documentary <laughs> commentary on the movie. I'm going to be having a written essay that's just in the video on top of it. Mm -hmm. You guys have no idea what, what will happen if you put me and Brian together in terms of King of the Monsters defense. <laughs> it'll, it, it'll become a self-powering machine of King of the Monsters defense of us feeding off of each other's <laughs> energy. Anyways... <laughs> Brian, where can people find you? Uh, hold on a minute. I gotta look up my Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, all right. So you can find me at B Alexander Film on Twitter. I am also on Instagram, but I don't really use it that much. But I do occasionally post, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some behind the scenes uh, photos of when I'm working, and that mm -hmm. would be uh, Brian Alexander seventy four nine two. And uh, you can also follow my YouTube channel, which is uh, Saturn Hex Media. I'm one of the founding members there. Um, you can find my Godzilla videos on there. You can also find the short videos. I mean, the short films we've been working on. Uh, you'll you'll definitely find some fun horror themed ones and some really dumb comedy ones. So, I, I, I think we got a I think we got a little bit for everyone. I would highly recommend you guys subscribe. I've watched some of some of the stuff, Brian. And it's all really great, really well made, as expected from someone in what has become basically the East Coast Hollywood in Georgia. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's crazy. It, mm -hmm. It's crazy out here in Georgia. I, I, I could, I could fill up in a, another hour describing some of the crazy bullshit. Oh, sorry, language. <laughs> no, we we said we, fuck like we, five we, times this week. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I wasn't sure the uh, what the um. We the, curse uh, yes. policy, what the policy was. Probably for, totally for swear yeah, we're we're fine. We say <laughs> we, we curse a ton. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, some of the crazy stuff that I've seen out here in Georgia, and some and some of the stories I've heard about King of the Monsters filming here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. I've met people who are on that set, and uh, yeah, oh, awesome. there, there, there are some stories. <laughs> I hope they're good ones. <laughs> Uh, I mean, $200 million movies, there's going to be a lot of days where, you know, a lot of people are waiting around for 17 hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just... true. All right. So, uh, hopefully not to get too off topic right here at the end. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I met a guy who was one mm -hmm. of the dead bodies during the Antarctica scene. Mm -hmm. And it was like a 17 hour day. He just fell asleep on set, and like all the ca all the you know crew members were telling him, "Oh, you were such a great dead body." And he's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> that's oh, that's amazing. That's to to give some context, our fourth member who was not on the podcast yet is from Georgia. So yeah, it's always good to meet another good Georgian. <laughs> mm -hmm. There are not many good people in Georgia. I, I, I can tell you that right now. So. <laughs> We've heard the same from him. No offense to anyone in Georgia. We're just joking with you. Trust me. Pokes is from Georgia. We love him. Brian's from Georgia. We also love him a lot. So anyways, guys, sorry for that wild tangent last minute there. Um, This has been episode seven of the Godzilla Roundtable. Eight. Next. Whoa, oh, eight, 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 eight. 
<laughs> Crash leaves the sea. <laughs> Next episode will be will be the Stroyal Monsters, which is the finale of this sub era, I guess, of the Shora era. We will have Chris McDonald of Gargantua cast on. I cannot wait for that. And we will be showing Crash a bunch of new monsters. <laughs> be all fun. in one movie. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. God. Anyways, I mean, everyone. see them for five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> the best five seconds. Anyway, anyways, everyone, thank you for listening, and see you next week. And...